I'm Coach Nikki. Welcome to the Business 101 Show podcast. If you have a question on business or maybe you'd like to be interviewed on our show, get in touch. Email us info at business101show.com.au. That's info at business101show.com.au. We're on Instagram and Facebook too. You can find all those details at our website, business101show.com.au. And my guest on tonight's show, the Business 101 Show, is Simon Kim from Logan City Guides. G'day, Simon. Hi, Nikki. How are you? Good, thanks. Thanks for coming in. Oh, thanks for having me. This is a great opportunity. Yeah, thank to you. To do something new and different. Have you been I've on actually radio been, No, I haven't. And I've been listening to your show. Oh, thank and, you. And um, it's actually a great honor to be honored and experience all this. This is exciting. Oh, thanks. Well, we love having you. I mean, yeah. and that's an honor because you're a, uh, you're a publicist, a, a publisher. Yeah. And I think you've got, what, 12 or 13 publications under your professional belt now? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the Logan City Guy, the first one was my 13th. So, yeah, it's very exciting. The reason why I find you interesting is you were into digital and data back when digital and data wasn't sexy back in the early 90s. Yes, I agree. Isn't that right? Yeah. So, I mean, how does someone who starts in like telecommunications being one of the first phone card sellers on the Optus network, I think it was, to then just evolving throughout your whole life, ending up at CoreLogic, working through all those things and now being your own publisher and you've got some exciting news in 2022 about some digital platforms. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What, what was it about digital that w- <laughs> and data that drew you in in the 90s? Look, um, when we first looked at an opportunity, we're traveling through America, and then we saw the uh, phone card concept, a prepaid phone card, which was very new, and you could override any telephone system and, and, and use it. We thought that was a fantastic opportunity to introduce that service in Australia. So we came back. We recruited a um, uh, um, IT programmer who actually had experience in this from Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. and he was actually teaching English at that time in Japan. And he had a it was like a um, sabbatical year, so we got him over, and we started it because we thought um, everything. Um, I mean, this was internet was new, and people were dialing in, and all those long delays and things like <laughs> that. When you're just dialing in, exactly. <laughs> um, there had to be. If America was already, up, you know, in front like that, um, we thought there was an opportunity. And I remember hearing um, uh, Aussie um, uh, uh, John Simon mm-hmm. saying that he was a bankrupt, and then he went to America and he saw the mortgage market. I used to work for John Simon. Oh, did you? Mm. And Aussie, well, same yeah. Yeah. Another one. We heard that how he got that idea and he replicated it in Australia. And when we saw the um, phone card um, opportunity, it was a no-brainer. And people so were moving from, you know, a, a, to digital platform. I was going to say, back then, yeah, what was no, it about a phone card that was different from what was being done back then? People thought it was a phone card, but I actually saw it as a, a marketing platform. Because you could virtually program anything and announce any information and, and, and propaganda, if you like, mm-hmm. um, through that platform. And if you had a million people using it, and when they dial in to, say, use the phone card, it used to always give you the balance. So it used to say, welcome to Simon's phone card. Your balance is $44 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so when we saw that, when I saw that, me personally, I thought it's a marketing platform, not a phone card. We only did rebadged corporate phone cards. For example, um, we did a travel a traveler's phone card for a um, group of travel agencies. So it actually had, for example, if I did a phone card for you, it'll be, it'll be like, hey, this is um, Coach Nikki's phone card. 
welcome to our one-on-one business show. Your balance is $400. Perfect so, brand placement. Absolutely. So it was a great platform for us to record and brand people as well as promote their um, items that may be on sale or particular promotions that are coming up. So it was a fantastic opportunity. So we actually dominated the traveler's market. That's almost like you were the first streaming service, yeah. but it was done through telephony. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because they're consuming what it is yeah, you're yeah. feeding them. Yeah. Everyone oh. was just selling phone cards and um, we were actually selling a marketing solution for businesses as well as make, being able to make phone calls over any telephone at all. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, That's so perfect because what I know of you now, because I've known you for a year now, yeah. and you're all about network and distribution. Yep. And is that how you see the world on everything? Everything is an opportunity to distribute and network? Absolutely. Because that's what I feel drives you when you have conversations. It's all about connecting. It's yeah. all about how far yeah, can yeah. we distribute this thing. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, our, our business is all about based on, I mean, obviously, uh, networking with people. And why, why go and spend your money looking for a new customer when you already have a group of customers who can refer you to, to a new, new platform and new, new group of advertisers? without you actually spending money. So my philosophy in business is really do look after who you have and that will introduce you to more than enough clients and opportunities, yeah? And that's the cheapest way of actually, or the wisest way of spending your money to actually get your marketing dollars go further. Yeah, that's fair. Ties into that 80-20 rule as well. Yeah, absolutely. So why are we so bad at it? as business owners because you're right because we're greedy. is it because we don't understand that we're actually part of something or we're just too busy or what do you yeah, think yeah uh, very busy and also most people when they start the business i think they they set out to make money mm-hmm. so it's all about them i gotta make money um whereas kind of important absolutely i mean that's the key i mean without it's a lifeblood isn't it yeah yeah yeah. It's without one of the key profit, elements of success what does success look like yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the key elements absolutely but how we how we get there is, is another question. Mm-hmm. I can't exist if my customers dis- didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So it is in my best interest for my customers to make money. For example, if you're running a fish and chip shop, you probably want everyone to have a job so that they can afford to eat. Mm-hmm. So how do we help them? Um, in my case, it's easier because all I have to do is just look after my customers and promote them. And as I say, um, when, when they come into our network and work with us, what they're getting is not an advertisement or just a couple of pages or, or online presence. It's actually a development, um, a business development manager on their side. And I'll be the best business development manager for their business. And it only costs them, what, very, very small amount compared to as if you were wanted to hire a sales rep or something like that, which will cost you, what, sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 a year. Mm. So I'm absolutely advocating for our clients' business, promoting them left, right, and center, and that's our job. And that's why I think we've been successful in connecting people because they see the value in that. And so customers sort of often, um, I actually don't um, go and sell to our clients. I just introduce what we do. And I actually talk about our clients, existing clients, so that they can see that they'll be on that list once they're in our in our group of network. Mm-hmm. Hence, they like that concept. It's not a hard sell, but promoting other businesses who are already working with us, so they want to be part of it. They want to be one of those businesses that I promote when I'm going seeing, you know, other clients. So it makes sense. Now, of course, you're talking about doing that under the banner under the publication you run now. Sure. You've been running Logan City Guides for 12 months now. Just celebrated your yeah. one year yeah, anniversary yeah. on yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Happy birthday! Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. 
what, so what makes somebody actually start a business in the middle of a pandemic? I did it, but I thought I was crazy. <laughs> I mean, and then you go to something like print media. Sure. A lot of people would have said to you, mate, print media is uh, dead. Yep. Everything's digital. Yeah, yeah. Yep. What were you thinking? Definitely. I've always had a love for print media. So as a hobby on the side But you've project, always been a digital guy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you reckon the two sit together? Absolutely. Because there is a, um, a corner... Um, uh, corner of the society that a digital just can't reach mm-hmm. and what i found being a hyper local would be a fantastic opportunity to actually um pandemic was a blessing for us because everybody talked about supporting locals with locals without actually knowing what it means so um we deliver our book for example to a very uh, remote part of Konubia. And also, um, and I remember one of the um, uh, business owners actually uh, in- made an inquiry to us and said, oh, thank you for delivering to the rural area. <laughs> it's not a rural area, but they're on acreages and apparently they don't get anything delivered. But they found our book in the letterbox and they're the corners that we want to, to reach. Well, um, because nobody else is there? Absolutely. It's nobody like else clean services air, so that. why not go there? Yeah, Absolutely. You're right there. You're a smart operator, Simon yeah. Kim. So you saw the opportunity and went, well, I can get this into areas that others aren't in. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's easier to have a coffee and flick through something than, it is, than scroll on a screen. Sure. But is digital a core part of print? Does it have to be now in, the, in this day and age? I think so. It goes hand in hand. Well, that's what we get told as business owners, right? Yep. You have to have a digital marketing strategy or yep. you will not survive. Um, not, not really sure about it. And also depending okay. on what type of business you are. Um, if you're a locally based fish and chip shop, for example, mm-hmm. um, or a flower store, um, or a, a hamburger place, any retail, um, why, why would you need a greater a physical, I mean, greater digital presence over, a, a, like a presence over print or the, a very hyper local type of media? Because people aren't going to come to your fish and chip shop from, say, 20Ks away. No, that's right. You really need to focus and service the ones in the radius of 5 to 10K maximum. And how would you reach out to them? Well, it's actually pretty hard. I actually had this conversation with my wife, Millie, last week. We do a lot of Facebook advertising. We're testing all that with our businesses. And it's incredibly hard to get to the people right next door to where you are. I still find it difficult on digital. Now, maybe I'm doing something wrong. So maybe that's where that print sort of idea comes in to go well, hang on you can get to your neighbor easier through a physical medium than you can a digital medium yeah absolutely and also locals love actually um being serviced by locals i mean since we started our business that the reason why we have well in a humble way successfully going at the moment is is, is because so many people apparently have come in with a book and said to the retail stores you know um in the local stores that i didn't know that you were here and they've been living in that area for five years. So it just shows, because people are searching for Google, and if you don't pop up because you're spending less dollar and you're not getting yeah. the right algorithms right, the big people, yeah. you can't, you, you're losing business to someone who's sitting in, for example, down at the Gold Coast. So why would we let that happen? And that's why it was one of my biggest motivations to actually service the local community, because I was helping number of Logan businesses digitally, and I saw the opportunity that they need to really tap into Logan because I remember um, just before pandemic, I was I was looking at a dining guide, and they had one for Brisbane and sunny coast. And they had nothing in Logan, mm-hmm. um, and also I remember meeting 
the reason why I looked up the dining guide is I met a, um, a kitchen exhaust cleaning company. And they, they were quite proud that they were going even to Toowoomba to clean. And I said, okay, that's interesting. So, and he was a Logan-based business, and oh, I was helping drive. him digitally. Yeah. And I said to him, like, um, so how many Logan restaurants do you clean? And he said, oh, about 10%, less than 10%. And I said, how many customers do you have on your books? And he said, oh, about 600. And that intrigued me. And I said, let's have a look at how many restaurants there are in Logan. How many restaurants do you think there are in Logan? And I think we found over 500 in Logan City, just doing a rough research. And I said, if you could have 50% of these local restaurants cleaning with you, how good would that be? And that's how the really hyper-local activity for us started. And you think the physical media is the key to accessing that? Absolutely. So at the moment, you've got several books now because you started... And then it took seven months to get the next book, yep. and now three months to get the next book. So yep. it's, you're getting faster as it rolls out, obviously, because you're <laughs> yeah. gaining momentum. Yeah. Is the view to actually go into suburb by suburb? Um, Probably too well, hyper. Yeah, right? that's too hyper. There's not enough in a and suburb. No. Um, and I've, as like you know, council wards, or I don't know how do you divvy it. Yeah, I, I actually um, set the um, um, our book up according to the local council division. Makes sense. So um, I've gone into that sort of area mm-hmm. um, to service the locals, and it's it's working fantastically. And people actually, for example, when we brought out the Bin Lee edition, the biggest compliment we got was everyone who um, contacted us and said, this is fantastic, we actually have a Bin Lee guide. And they took such a pride and joy in that, and they still said it um, to me today. I mean, I was with um, a couple of clients from Bin Lee today, and they said, this is the best thing that has happened in, in Binley. But you've given them pride in their own <laughs> area just because they're in, they've, they've seen their name on print. Yeah, absolutely. Is that the power of print? Yeah, I think so. When people hold it, it and they see it. does have something to it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even your advertisements, right? If you see a full-page ad, full, colorful, beautiful ad, because you put your heart and soul and money into that business, physical store, how, pri- uh, how proud would you be when you see that? Yeah, and that's, that's right. what most people are feeling. And when we've done the Jimboomba and Flagstone, it's absolutely phenomenal. The, the reaction is exactly the same. I mean, they want to be part of the Logan City, and they know they're part of Logan City, but they recognize themselves as people of Jimboomba or a Flagstone. Yeah, it's interesting, you know? isn't it? They actually yeah. take a bit of pride in the suburb they're yeah, in. They, they're very territorial about that. They are. But it's also I'm such a big are. city because yeah. it's a it's a long drive from yeah. Flagstone to Springwood. It's oh, like there's absolutely. a fair bit of territory there. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it takes when we go out for a um, uh, business run out there or to meet a client, it takes what forty five minutes. Mm. So it's a it's a whole day out. I can get right? to Southport in forty five minutes. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's exactly puts it in perspective. Yeah. Even when you look at the Flagstone um, plans, they're calling themselves a city of their own anyway. They're calling it Flagstone City, and they even have a name. They call themselves um, Flagstonian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so nice. they, they, they have their own pride, and they love the um, idea of doing something, and it's their own um, you know, publication. So they, they really gravitate to that. Well, no, it's the same when you meet Cheryl Pridham, you know, the president of the, um, the, the Logan Chamber, yep. the regional yep. chamber. I mean, they're very proud, aren't they? Very proud, yep. very proud of that area, specifically more so than mainstream yeah. like Springwood. Because we all, th- this side of town, sure. Springwood, Underwood, you know, yep. we're all like, yeah, this is Logan, yeah, yeah, but you yep. forget that it's 69 suburbs. Yeah, like, absolutely. there's a lot of people everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so hyper hyper localized targeting. Um, and I think you've, you're onto something on, because it is incredibly hard. 
to get to your neighbours or to mm-hmm. get to specific demographics that you want to hit consistently. Mm-hmm. Is that also why you decided I'm going to go on monthly publication? Yep. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not sure uh, of daily or weekly, uh, personally, um, or if there's a need for it as such, because anything that you can read daily or weekly, I believe the digital platform will take care of that if you do it well enough. And th- then that's why I specifically looked at a high and sort of product like a high quality yeah, gloss. high quality gloss paper so that people will grab onto it and it's interesting because most we've done a, a, a market research over the last six months and uh, the shelf life of the magazine seems to be from minimum three months to six months so people hold on to it for that long it's incredible even our advertisers sort of call um, and say well i've been reading since your january edition now like i want to advertise so um, yeah, it's just um, they're the slow adopters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we like the early adopters. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it's um, great either way that well, they're so coming back and knocking right? on the Shelf doors life. to us. Yeah, absolutely. So even though it's a monthly, so, it turns over. It doesn't go away after a month. I mean, no, no. And um, it was it was really um, interesting. We went into a couple of businesses and, co- and cafes the other day, and um, there were our magazines that are uh, three, four months old. And we asked the um, the owner. I mean, they don't even advertise with us. And I asked them, "Where'd you get the book?" And he said, "Oh, she said um, some of the customers brought it in to read it, and that they just left it." So they even had a sticker uh, in-store copy. <laughs> so they didn't want us or anyone to remove it. Don't take them away, <laughs> folks. They're ours. So which was a fantastic thing to see as a publisher of a local magazine mm. for even a, a small cafe to carry it in that fashion. It was quite, um, yeah, rewarding. Mm. So doing the guides now, I mean, you've come from the big corporate end of town. Yep. You've also helped industry digitize and move like yep. in construction and design yep. in 10 solutions, yep. moving from print to digital. Yep. What excites you about what you're doing now? What's the thing that lights your fire? Well, all my life when I was uh, um, doing the business development side of it, what excites me is actually helping the business grow. Um, Why does that excite you? I can. What is it about uh, that? Oh, it's because I've experienced it myself, and we all have aspirations. Yeah. And I talk to each, whether it's a small corner shop or a uh, you know substantial investment went into some you know operations or whatever it might be, how you've set it up. Yeah. They all have their aspirations, and helping them to achieve it and being a vehicle to do it is a, is a, is an absolute pleasure. For example, in my digital days when um, we were selling um, construction information. Uh, we go typically go into an engineering firm where they've invested and their machineries are somewhere between two to five million dollars, and yet they're very proud and sitting them idle. But they would show us around and say, "Hey, this is like you know a couple of million dollars, and this is new and all that." And I used to ask the question, "So that's fantastic, but why are they sitting in your yard, mm. or is you not in operation mm. in, in your in, in your factory?" And they said, "Well, that's why I need you." And every time we sort of help businesses to, to seek out the projects that are appropriate for them, um, it was really, really satisfying. And people come and say, hey, we've actually won five contracts through, through your assistance or your, through your system, was more satisfying than us actually making money <laughs> for our own business. Because we knew if they are making a good income, they'll be consistently, con- constantly be, be, a, be our customer. So um, every time they succeeded, 
we saw that we grew as well as a business. So it's no different. Um, helping a little um, corner coffee shop or a, a little retail store excites me because if we can help them to grow two, threefolds, and then they'll be a customer forever. So, I mean, we're experiencing that at the moment with our first issue. The only reason why we were able to launch into our second and the third and the fourth book is because of that fact that we actually helped local businesses. They saw the value and they've given us the commitment to stay as long as we publish. Hence yeah. the very steady platform that we created with our first book. And we're able to, uh, um, you know, launch the second and the third book. So it's impacts that you, is it easier to get bigger impact on smaller business than it is medium to larger business? Like the scale's different, right? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, I don't think so. It's just the... Um, uh, it's ha- not easier to... Ha- I, I, what I mean is, it, do you see quicker results sort of... Yeah, smaller, getting medium Getting people into a cafe absolutely. than, say, a medium size or yeah, a tech absolutely. company or... Yeah, absolutely. So there must be some uh, faster satisfaction there as well. Oh, yeah. So it's been a learning curve for us as well. We found out what sort of business do work in the magazine and, um, well, quicker, as you say, and what business actually take a little bit more time to, 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 to help or develop the concept. So, What about um, trust businesses? Like, let's say if we took solicitors absolutely. and stuff, are, they, are, they, are people going to just sit and watch those types of businesses longer before they engage with them? Absolutely. Like, food's a bit easier. Yeah. But if you want someone to represent you yep. from a legal point of view, you're just going to sniff them out a bit longer over a few more yep. months? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why um, the way that we've designed it, and it's vice versa. For example, we were seeking out to have number of solicitors advertised when we set out. It was incredibly hard to get a solicitor to advertise. Really? Because they didn't trust us. <laughs> Who knew solicitors were tight with their money? <laughs> exactly. And I, I remember telling um, our sales um, rep, maybe just go and do some sort of a um, donation type of a um, charity type of a call rather than an advertising call. Mm. Um, but anyway, we come up with the idea. One day I was watching a um, Netflix movie and um, one of the topic was um, um, came up and it was uh, Purely Blonde. Um, remember that the movie, movie? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep and um, oh Legally Blonde Legally yep. Blonde yep. right yep. Yep. and um, so I thought actually I might do a special feature called a Legally Logan and we'll find is there any lawyers who want to write about this and so we actually went out to probably about 20 different law firms and we got six they all wanted to know what it was about and what they had to do to be part of it so we simply said, look, we're looking for a trustworthy a solicitor who people can read about and get to know before they make a decision. It's not like a, a hamburger place where you can go and spend your $10 and they are, that wasn't good, I, I won't be back here. Mm. I mean, solicitors, you're usually dealing with your properties or your will or your business. I mean, these are substantial part of your life. So, I mean, we wanted to find out what sort of lawyers are there in, in Logan and who are actually trustworthy. And so... Um, we have um, you know, a couple of lawyers um, advertising in our book at the moment and they've been now with us for yeah, close to a year. They see the value because we introduce them to through um, editorials for them to write contents, which yeah. is beneficial for the readers, as well as um, the advertisement. So it works well in that sense because we're con- uh, um, constantly communicating with the firms and introducing them and um, you know, giving, them, giving our readers a value something to read about isn't it interesting that you had to create FOMO 
<laughs> to get, but your, your success rate was good. What, 28% yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. Got 28% in as yeah. signed advertisers, but you had to create the FOMO event yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Nothing much changed. Other than, <laughs> well, let's give them, let's call it a focus. Let's yeah. call it a X. Yeah, yeah. It's been call? interesting. So we've learned a lot and uh, we've actually, every difficult category. You're a marketing that we machine, to- <laughs> my friend. You really are. Like, I love it. Everything you do is so calculated. It's all about network and distribution and marketing yeah. and how do I create the value yeah. and how I keep people tied yeah. in. And it's incredible, um, just talking to our solicitors just recently, how many referrals that they get through our network is incredible. I was talking to one of the businesses in Binney today, and um, Helen, who um, runs the Mean Mothers, it's a yarn store, um, she came off the stage and the first person who came up to her and said, oh, so what do you do, was um, one of our lawyers. And she said, uh, she, she told him that this is what she does. And she asked in reverse, like, what do you do? And he said, I'm a solicitor. And so Helen said, you're godsend because I've been looking for a commercial solicitor for the last few weeks and nobody's getting back to me. So do you do commercial law? And he said, of course we do. So, you know, she, she was so excited to find people like that. Mm. And then, um, you know, on, on our anniversary night, and she told me today that she sent the contract over. <laughs> for him to review so you know it's a, a lot of goodwill and the trust that we can create which is quite rewarding how can you make that more efficient because i again we advertise in the yep. books in the guides as under one of our businesses can you somehow digitize so that to make it, it easier is that yeah, in the plan it's something that you've touched on and i've actually started that before i did the guide um i had a digital directory because um, yeah, classified was the was the buzzword around yeah. the turn of the 2000s yeah. right yeah Yeah. Y2K, Um, classifieds was the buzzword around internet and digital. Yeah, absolutely. And then... um, You reckon it's coming back? There's a lot of things that changed. But um, we're actually, um, digitally, we're putting everyone on and um, we've proven this in the past as well. So in the new year, we're relaunching um, the Logan City uh, directory, the online version of it, Mm -hmm. where people can have an app downloaded. And so they'll be able to sit down at a coffee shop, for example, and, you know, there's a, for example, Valentine's Day coming up and they can just click uh, the map and have a look at who's offering what on the Valentine's Day coming up in February. So if they wanted to find a flower shop, chocolate shop or anything, card shop, they'll be able to find it. We already have the platform built and that's how I started the Logan Marketing in the first place. We're just upgrading that at the moment, and it'll be a very powerful Sorely uh, needed, too. Same yeah, with absolutely. dining out. Like, if I wanted to go absolutely. and dine out in Logan, yep. I actually wouldn't have a clue where to go. Yeah, exactly. Now, because I'm a dumb consumer, right? I'm busy. I do a <laughs> yep, lot of stuff. Exactly. So, when I finally go, Millie, let's go out for dinner. Yep. If I could just, I mean, I use Google, but if yep. I could just do an app. Absolutely. And then and then drill down yep. a quick bit of story and go, yep. oh, they're part of the guides. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can trust that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, it's interesting. I use the word trust then. So, I wonder, do people have to trust a guide, or because there's a lot of antitrust sometimes yes. around the big corps like Google and Facebook searches yep. and things. Yep. Do you think trust is a key element of how willingly people will go through what recommendations or Yeah, reviews? absolutely. I mean, a lot of people are skeptical about reviews uh, because I'm sure you and I have done it. And when I've given a low star rating, somehow that disappears somewhere, right? They only want three and a half or four and a half stars upwards. They don't want two or three or yeah. two or three or one even. So... Um, being a local and hyper-local is very, very important. Um, and that honesty of being able to trust the local is, is, a, is a big factor. So what we've done, and as I said to you before, that we've created a guide that is niche. So it, it is a glossy paper, full color. So people tend to initially 
when you look at a newsprint, as in a you know the butcher paper, as to the to the high quality, people trust the high quality. So there's no. Um, it's like if you look at the fashion, you look at Vogue, don't you? Vogue mm-hmm. magazine before anything else. So um, it is our goal to actually make our ma- magazines the premium that people can refer to as a trustworthy source. That's why we've been very careful to be very selective. Even I mean, this may sound a little bit, you know, funny from coming from a business where you need to make money, but we've been very selective in approaching. Um, who to advertise and who not to. So we've been selective in that. We've mm. actually turned down some opportunities because we didn't think that it'll fit to our business plan. And and through those lawyers, you know, contributing their time and, th- and their, their their knowledge and passing it on to the consumer, to the, to our audience, readership at no cost, it's a great thing. And, um, and that's how we want to build. Whether you're a chef, for example, and we will be um, next year in, in conjunction with the launch of our digital directory. Uh, this is the first time that we're saying it. We'll be actually doing, uh, voted by the, uh, the, the favorites by the, uh, by the locals. We are going well, to do a- you've got the perfect channel if yeah. they've got an app in their pocket. It's yeah, quite absolutely. Easy. So people will be actually reviewing the locals mm. Fantastic. And it's a people's choice that we're going to call it. And yep. there will be a people's choice awards that Logan City Guides will run. So it's not something that we're going to create as a, as a mim- uh, gimmick, but it's actually voted by the people and say, how, how good was the flower shop? Or how was the flower market? Or how was that hamburger? It's yeah. an honest feedback so that we can improve the local businesses. Yep. Because a lot of people think they're the best fish and chip shop. Compared to what exactly? exactly, and how do you compare? Exactly, and so it's not a not a ratings um, winner and a loser. But if you did, if the people made a constructive criticism, you want to take that on board and make your business better, wouldn't you? Yeah, and that's why I always go to advertisers and ask, did it work or did it not work? If it didn't work, what can we do to fix it? Yeah. Or let's do it different next month. This is the hard discussions that I have, and that is something that I want to bring to the community so that every shop can improve, hence their business will thrive a little bit more. I love the idea of an app. Yep. That's, it's just so easy because yep. we're so used to using them now. Yep. So it's like, I mean, I was back before the apps, remember there was phone words <laughs> and the classified connection. Yep. I, I missed the boat on that. I yep. invested in a phone words. Ah, right, okay. And <laughs> yeah, dropped 80K there and then boom, apps, you know, smartphones yep. kicked on three yep. months later. So yep. just timing's everything in yep. investment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think apps are here to stay, wouldn't you agree? Yes, like I think it, it's just, it makes it easy for people to segment what they're yep. looking for. I'm looking for local services. Sure. For yeah. the next 10 to 20 years, the app, unless something you know drastic comes across, app, apps will be here. Yeah. Yep. How many domain names do you own? Uh, roughly about 3,000, a bit over 3,000. 3,000. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was good at 300. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> 3,000 is better. <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? How long have you been collecting domain names? Oh, for uh, I've been actually um, collecting and also buying, selling a lot of them um, for about 15, 15, 20 years. Okay. Yeah. You know I had picture.com.au? Wow. And I let it lapse? Wow. We don't want to talk about that. No. <laughs> I think last valuation was like a million dollars or something. Uh, Forget it. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's a painful history. What's the best domain? What's your favorite domain that you've got? Look, I had an offer for yeah. toolbox.com.au. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I had a 280000 offer on that. Mm. But I actually have a... Um, that This is going back two years. Mm-hmm. But um, I have that project being launched next year. So I've been working on the back end for the last two, three years. So I didn't want to let it go unless somebody offered like 
2 million or million yeah, exactly. or something like Start that. Start talking with an M and then it gets interesting, doesn't <laughs> yes. it? A little bit more zeros, few yeah. more zeros, yeah. yeah. So that'll be one of the best ones. I had a mid pie, which I sold. Um, and then there's a lot of um, yeah, interesting things. Um, a lot of small businesses. I owned um, a lot of small business domain names, like local cafes and everywhere. Even at, I remember visiting Ipswich one day. I forget the name. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting down there just having coffee. And I thought, oh, do they have a website? And they didn't. This is going back 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I just put the domain name on the spot, made a three-page website the next day, and I sold it to her. <laughs> yep. So that she can get the, the lunch order. Yep. From the council, research council and the hospital staff. It's easy to make money if you just have eyes open, isn't it? Absolutely. Opportunity. Do you think opportunity is still everywhere? Absolutely. Even right now? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because we've got so much I mean, coming at us all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just say you created something during the pandemic, and so did we. There are opportunities everywhere. We just have to be a little bit busier and just, yeah, open up to, to open your mind to, you know, to, to um, challenges and have a go. Now, we're doing a show uh, about what success looks like. Yep. And we break that down into three sort of key areas. You've got KPI for um, revenue. Yep. You've got KPI for operational. And you've got the soft stuff with the people as well. Yep. So you've got the complete overlay, sure. um, which is a customer life cycle. Sure. How do you judge success for what you do? And what does success look like for you in the next 12 months? So there's an outcome, yeah. but before the outcome, how do you judge your success? Do you have hard KPIs on number of advertisers, dollars invested per book? I do. I do have a, um, a strict KPI. Um, is it, in terms and if you don't want to tell me that's one, yeah, yeah, is in it like two or three key things you always look at every month? Because um, I'm trying to get business owners to get that idea of dashboard yep. and to actually have key KPIs in those areas, yep. revenue and yep. then operational. Yeah. Absolutely. With the revenue, you have to have it as a business, yeah? It's a lifeblood yeah, of business, yeah, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you've got um, a hobby. Yeah. And then I look at the customer numbers. So um, we have a strict planned, uh, plan of… Like a growth plan? Yeah. Improving the customer number, number of customers by 10% every month. So is that adver- like at paid Advertiser, advertisers? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So for example, if we had 100 this month, we're looking for 110 next month. That's cool. Yeah. So that's a good, that's a good growth. Um, that's our key um, to measuring. Yeah. I haven't measured it out loud, but within the office, I also sort of engage with our staff and see their satisf- satisfaction level. And I see, mean, that's, that's really something important. I do personally. But yeah, and that's it. That's the second part. Knowing. Yeah. That's the second part because yeah. KPIs and numbers on revenue and, yeah. and, and you know numbers of books sold and advertise, that's fine. But yeah. if you have a really disengaged staff, yeah. I nearly lost one of my companies because all the KPIs from a financial point of view, yeah. being managed by one of my fa- ex-family members, yeah. um, all those numbers were fine. So yeah. the monthly management meetings, everything yeah. got tick, 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 yeah. tick, tick. There was a cancer growing in the in yeah. the staff because they hated the management. Yeah. And I couldn't see that in the P&Ls. Sure. Sure. But that was Absolutely. from the soft one-on-ones, yeah. and Absolutely. I'd stopped doing that right. for four to five months, and I nearly lost it all in that yeah. four to five months. Yeah, super I think, important. I think that's the key because um, you look at reinvesting your, you know, into your staff training, and also just engage and see if they're enjoying it. Because mm. if you're enjoying it, you will do a damn good job, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And I always sort of see whether they're getting up, you know. Um, with an energy to come to work or <laughs> are they just getting Dragging up to just come to work morning, or yeah, yeah. what are they doing? So we really want to enjoy it. And I know um, everybody says, you know, follow your passion, but that's very hard. 
um, for a business owner and someone who's aspiring to do things it's easy but if you're just having a job and you've got to turn up to pay your rent your petrol you know it's going through the roof at the moment like a 190 or something like that mm-hmm. you're only worried about money and making that money every week so I just try to without telling much much to my staff I try to engage and have a look at their personal satisfaction level yeah yeah very important yeah. so the outcome then so if we say what does success look like for Simon Kim, specifically for Logan Guides yep. in the next 12 months. Yep. What is Actually, it? Is it going to be the app and the, the digital platform? Um, well, that'll be an adjunct. But can I be honest, if my staff are happy, are they happy? That's what I'm looking for. Can't be that simple. It is. Really? It honestly is. That's how we grew, grew yeah, our true. magazine over the last 12 months. Wow, you've really gone back to the core. Yeah. I mean, I have plans about you know, expansion into digital, yeah, apps. and all. They're on your feature. That's right. You don't, that you don't get very excited about the shiny new object, do you? <laughs> like, as in, what I mean is, a lot of people, and I suffer from this, you yeah. sort of, you get attracted to the shiny new object because yeah. it's shiny and new. Yeah. And that, that can be detrimental yeah. if you don't bring yourself back to center quickly yeah. again. Yeah. But you don't strike me as someone who no. very rarely gets off the center track there. No, no, no. Because I've been, I've been around for a while and I've ran my own business and also business within business just I actually had very specific targets to meet but it's a people business right Mm -hmm. I'm connecting people so if I can't connect with my staff or get the staff to connect what chance have I got so I don't I don't really focus on features because they can come right it's actually the driver and how we actually connect to each other within our office because that that will drive it they'll shine the features they'll they'll improve the features and they'll do everything so I'm only interested in are they happy that happy uh, scale of that happiness, I know, will will make a, a break or you know make or break it the business. So I think keeping staff happy is actually uh, a skill set that you have to learn as an employer. Yeah. What do you think the key element in keeping staff happy then is? I know we all talk about culture and yeah. feeling valued at work, yeah. and but how I do think you how do you actually go about yeah. building that? One thing that I wanted to well, this is a great opportunity to talk about this is that yeah, people talk about culture and style, leadership style, or they're all buzzwords. Yeah, yeah, they're just words. They don't mean anything. Yeah, um, I actually yell at people, you know, when I'm unhappy, so they know exactly what I'm feeling. Um, if I'm if I am happy, obviously we smile, we go out and have lunch, I buy them coffee or whatever it might be. I, I treat it exactly like home, not a, not like work, and I ask them to do the same. And that is being brutally honest of my feelings at the moment, right? Whether I'm happy or unhappy, or do I understand or not, or not understand it? Am I just doing it for a, for a job or am I actually turning up to do my job? And this is the discussion that we quite often have. So I remember talking to each individual um, over an hour just on the side. And a lot of people think it's a waste of time, but the amount of productivity that they bring the next day and a week and a month is just amazing. I made it um, my commitment because I'm a local business. Our initial staff were all hired from the job agency. They were unemployed. They were unemployable. Look how much they've grown now. Amazing story. I'm very proud of that. No, yeah, well it's for local, by local. Yeah, or by local, for local. Which I, wanted to, I wanted to practice what I preach. So I went to job agencies and I got them from the local job agencies and they've turned out to be an amazing workers. So part of that building a, a, a great corporate culture, then you're saying put time into your people. Absolutely. That's all it is. Honestly. And we can all do that. Because everyone appreciates being treated like a human. <laughs> right? Funny that, isn't it? Yeah. If I can't 
connect at a human level, what chance do we have, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Simon Kim, it's been great getting to know you. So Logan City Guides, there are five books now? Four. I was going to say four, but my brain went to five. So is there one coming? <laughs> There's one more coming there next you year. Go. Do we is know that, where is it is it? yet? No. No? I'm not sure yet. Not sure yet, but there is a fifth on the way. Yeah. Now, it took three months to get to the last one, <laughs> yeah. so you've got two months to make it happen quicker. Yeah. 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 be interesting. All right. It's great to have you in. Um, you. We look forward to seeing what those add-on features are, because I sure. actually think it'll just bolster the already fantastic core that you've got. I've been part of your uh, ecosystem for 12 months now and I've seen how people interact with it. No, thank you for what you've created. And I can't wait to see what those vendors and what those customers do together in the next 12 months. Sure. Thank you very much. Thanks for being on the Business 101 show, Simon Kim. Absolutely enjoyed it. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. That was the Business 101 show bonus podcast. If you'd like to pass any comment or ask a question or maybe even be interviewed on the show, please get in touch with us via business101show.com.au. That's online, email, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm Coach Nicky. Thanks for listening.